Hello and welcome back to the Uncommon Podcast, a podcast about two creatives and their unusual journey. I'm Oliver Munoz, your co-host, and today we're going to hear Alex's story, a bit about his journey to become a designer. He's going to talk about how he went from dropping out from a journalism and advertising degree to becoming a designer and how he continues to self-discover himself today. Ale, bienvenido hermano. Gracias, gracias. How are you going, man? man? I'm very well. How are you? Very well, thanks. Episode number two. That's um, it. To anyone who's listening to this episode and haven't haven't hasn't gone to the first one, last episode we talked about me, my story. About your story, man. About my story. And how you were designing posters in Tijuana. That's yeah. my favorite part of the story. <laughs> Everyone's got a beginning. But today we're going to talk about your story. And um, Apparently. Yeah. And, well, I think uh, everyone's excited to hear the other side of things. You are the co-host, you are the co-founder, and you are the other half to this venture. So, man, take us to the beginning. Wow. Where do you, where do you want to start? Wow, man. That's that's quite an intro there, man. I feel the pressure now. <laughs> where well, do I want to start? I don't know. I mean, should we start all the way back to where I finally decided that i want to become to this a designer or maybe where, where you come from man where do i do come you want from? to tell the audience so i i was born in venezuela um in a city called valencia valencia yeah small city and uh yeah that's where that's where i was born but my parents come from different cities yeah uh, my dad actually comes from a different city and then he moved to valencia and then he met my my mom and when did you leave venezuela uh, I lived there until I was 18, and then I came to Australia, actually around 17 years old, like yeah, before, mid- midway. Before, before you were uh, in the army, before they put you in the army. That's it, yeah, <laughs> just, just in the line. I had to, I had to escape. That's no, very, actually, co- very convenient, man. No, no, actually, I actually wanted to join the army when I came here. Did you? Yes, yeah, swear to God, I, I thought about it. To fight against Venezuela or what? No. <laughs> <laughs> to free your people back No, there? just just because I, I thought, man, like I had no discipline when I was a kid, right? Right. Like I was one of those Rebel. kids that I yeah, I was like, you know, never never did the chores, never helped at home. And man, so, in a Latin family that is like the the blackest of all the shit. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like and I was only and I was an only child. So my mom had a hard time just trying to like get me to take the beans out and that kind yeah, of thing so i she thought would have felt like she failed as a mom well yeah ho- hopefully not hopefully not. i'll make her proud but back then i was like man if i join the army maybe maybe i'll be a more disciplined guy but honestly um uh i guess well that's an interesting one i guess i guess like discipline is something that i've i've learned throughout the process of of becoming a designer when mm-hmm. um when i started really uh to tell you that I got to start with like my passion, right? Like why did I, the reason why I became a designer actually was because I was always a type of kid that was drawing and uh, sketching and I kind of had a knack for art. Right. Actually, I feel like there was something about me that was always gravitating towards it, but I just didn't know design was a thing. Right, so I drew a lot, and uh, at school, arts and craft was my favorite subject, and I was like the kid that had the best 
Um, skills for yeah, like the best skills what, what for sort of that. Art? Are you talking like plastic arts? Are you drawing? Yeah, like plastic sketching? arts, and then like we had to uh, create this like um, craft. Uh, yeah. I don't even know how to how to describe it. What's it called in Spanish? Uh, maquetas. maquetas. It's called maquetas. Yeah. And and basically the maquetas were like you know you know like building the volcanoes. Yeah, you know, yeah, like they, they the, get, the little, they get, those assignments. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like a science fair assignment kind of thing. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah. So I was really good at that. I was it's really funny hands-on. that they call maqueta. It's the same. It's the same in Mexico. Is it? Yeah. yeah it's, it's called the same. But it, I, I thought you were gonna come up with some weird, random word as you usually do, <laughs> and, and then we're gonna debate about how that is so Ex- different yeah. to what I to, yeah. to the way we call it in, so in I'm, Venezuela, I'm gl- Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't go there because no, I was going to spend all the time here. Think about like what architects do. Essentially, the the model that they present to the clients, right? Like the physical, the physical. Yeah, like the yeah. physical model of the building. Like we yeah. had to do that for other things, right? Yeah. And I loved that doing that. So I was always, you know, very crafty. My mom's very crafty. She's always doing uh, different things and uh, like, you know, getting stuff done in the house, whether it's like painting walls or just like you know doing some craft project so i kind of i guess like i, I kind of i was i grew in a house that Full um, of, um, you know i was just around that and so um i in school always loved the arts and craft and then you know uh drawing is this, all the pictures is this when in, when you mean school it is like back in uni or like high school no, no like, i'm talking high school so like yeah. very from a very young age and then yeah. i remember at some point this is like later uh i guess i was already about to graduate high school, and uh, we had this subject that was uh, called Dibujo Tecnico, which mm-hmm. means like... Oh, I hated that so much, man. Really? That was my favorite. No. I, I had a lot of friends like you. They hated it, but I loved it. And basically, what they got us to do one day was um, like just draw a logo. Like That was the assignment. Because uh, the is like very technical type of drawing, right? It's supposed to be. Well, that's what it translates to, right? Yeah, it's like technical literal, drawing. Yeah, is it, that's, that's a, a little translation. And that's very, very, very much orientated towards uh, architecture. Pretty or, much, yes. Or um, engineering. It's in, yeah, like blueprints and and that sort of um, that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. But you but you you drew a logo. Well, that that was the assignment that day, and okay. so um, it was it was a free brief like open brief you can do whatever you want just pick a brand or or make your own brand and there's no process really like it was just like just draw the logo so this is like freehand uh yes yes no software involved no software just like uh pen and paper and some colors and just off you go and i remember a lot of people struggling with this and then i'm like having so much fun and i'm drawing the logo and i'm like Man, this is cool. Like maybe there's something more about this. But again, at that point, I don't know what design even means. Like I'm just drawing. You're just, you're just doing something, and you, you're enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. Nothing else. Um, I took some drawing classes, painting classes as well. Actually, outside of school. Uh, what sort of technique? What were you using? Oh, uh, we're we're painting everything at this point, like canvases, yeah. like big canvases. Actually, I Water still colors, have one. oil. Yeah, yeah, pretty much watercolors, like, like oil. Like I actually have a, a big canvas that i did when i was a kid um you still with have oil painting yeah my mom my dad had a frame and then when we moved here like he didn't have where to he didn't have a place to put it so i gave it to my mom 
So she's, she's back, still back home. She's back home, yeah. So, yeah, like in, in the living room, it's like, you know, this massive canvas that I she, painted. She must be so proud of you with that one. You, know, <laughs> you couldn't even take the rubbish out I one actually, day. The next day, she's got a Picasso, like yeah. a, little, a little Jackson Pollock living at home. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I actually hated that painting. Why is that? Uh, that paint. Uh, I just, I never thought it was good enough. You know, uh, that's a classic design. Yeah, dilemma, man. very much. It's never good enough. Yeah, you know? it's just not good enough. And like we do say at Uncommon, imagine it better. Yes, you know that's what we ask ourselves. But yeah. but maybe we should think about that again. Maybe we should imagine that phrase better. And potentially, because <laughs> otherwise we're gonna keep going in circles. Yeah. To be honest, it's like um, it, it is a very common theme for a designer. And and this logo, man. Um, Tell us about what what was the logo for? I can't remember. I can't remember the brand. Oh, that was a juice, Sally. Yeah, I don't know. Just come up with something now, man. Uh, It would have been. I can't remember my friends. He he made up he he made up a clothes brand. You can't remember yours, but you can't remember remember, yours. No, because mine was like more of a serious thing. Like I must have think of something. Yours was better. Yeah, and so but my friend he did like this uh, clothing brand, and the brand the logo was two knives. And they had blood on the, the on the knives. People can't see your hands, man. What are you doing? Well, like the the like the, a cross. Like yeah, it was like, like the knives, knives were crossing. crossing. Yeah. And so and the knives had like blood coming dripping, out of it, like dripping, dripping from, yeah. from the knives. And uh, it, I remember this. <laughs> That's a bit dark. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I know, and I remember this so clearly because he took it to the teacher, and yeah. immediately the teacher was like, "Sorry, you got to do it again." Oh man, I sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Actually, this happened to us. Uh, well, to me at a classroom, one of my really, really good friends back at uni. Um, we had this typography um, class. Yeah, and the assignment was to uh, just create a type, you know, typography like a family. Yeah, and it was just the uh, the alphabet. It wasn't anything fancy. It wasn't even going to go on software, or, or even if we wanted to, we, maybe we could have. Um, anyways. Oh, so it's all like handwritten. Yeah, this is all freehand. On, and then that was at least the first part of the assignment, right? Yeah. And everyone's doing like, you know, the, the serif and st- non-serifs and all the classic looking ones. Yeah. Um, and my mate, he started making a type out of dicks. Oh, no. <laughs> so the letter A, you know, is like big balls at the bottom and then it's like <laughs> these phallic shapes. And then and you can see how this, and then the B were like two, two dicks just like intercolliding and the, the, the C was like a bent one. And and then he- So, t- so out of line. And, and the, the, the- But creative. The teacher, yeah, the teacher, he, he was really, he's really good at um, typography. Yeah. You know? He's a typographer like formally. Ah, right. Yeah, like an actual one. And- um, my my friend, he took it to him, and then he looked at it, and so imagine him walking to the desk, the teacher's desk, and everyone's doing their own assignments, and then he's walking there, and then I'm just watching from a high, <laughs> from far away rather, and I was just looking at the teacher's expression. I was, he handed his piece of paper, you know, like the the, the first draft, and he looked at it, and the teacher was like, silence. It's like, oh. And then he started to turn the page, like, you know, like upside down. Like, am I looking at this? <laughs> Trying right to way? figure it out. And I was like, he's going to rip it in front of him. You know, like, he's just going to tear it apart. And then he's <laughs> like, get the hell out of here. You know what he did instead? He put it on his desk and he started correcting, you know, the, the phone is like, oh, the angle here is not right. And maybe. Wow, the, really? And, and he said the baseline doesn't line up. So you should start thinking about this. And, and then we thought. I was like, "Are you serious?" And then he did it as a joke, not not because he was being a dick, you know, pun yeah. intended. Yeah, he just did it as a joke. Yeah, and he got stuck 
to that font for the rest of the semester. Oh, really? So he had to do it properly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so a bunch of things, a bunch, a bunch of things in alphabet. Oh, man. And then we're just making fun of him. He's like, man, this just, you know how he's saying in Spanish, el tiro por la culata? Yeah, like the joke was on him. The joke was on him. There you yeah. go. I mean, like, that, that's <laughs> Sorry, funny. Sorry, man, to, to steal you. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, actually, like, see, my friend didn't have that much luck, actually. He was like, you know, uh, he had to do it again. Uh, so he's, his yeah. uh, joint was rejected. And until this day, we make jokes about it because it was so epic. Um, but yeah, like I walked out of that class thinking maybe I, I've got something here worth exploring, right? So I guess uh, that was coming to the end of high school and I needed to make a decision like what did, what did I want to yeah. study? Uh, but like back home, graphic design isn't really something – uh, I guess that you think about as a career, actually, and uh, it's a classic when they ask you. Yeah, typical. Like, oh, you're a graphic designer. Ah, okay. And well, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. Or ah, oh, you're a graphic designer. Ah, oh, cool. So can you can you um, paint my portrait? You know, and and I was like, <laughs> I just I just had this this uh, this thing in my head, right? Like that if I become a graphic designer, I'm gonna mm. starve. And so I think that's a very common uh, way of thinking, at least in Venezuela. I don't know anywhere else. It was very similar in Mexico. Yeah. Um, even to this day, my friends, my friends back in Mexico, they make joke of they make a, they joke about that. You know, like yeah. I just draw circles for a living. Yeah, and and so that that's like well. A circle is really hard to draw, first of all, <laughs> if you want to do it properly. So, respect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you got to respect the circle. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, obviously it's, it's just a joke, but it comes from that. It happens a lot. I was, it was, I was yeah, it, it was baked in, into me. And so that and you, you had, a, you haven't used a software up until this point, right? No, no, that's just all, you know, pen and paper, yeah. just pen and paper. That was it. Nothing else. Um, I mean, maybe I had come across, uh, softwares here and there. Like I, I did actually, uh, towards the end of school, mm-hmm. I landed this, uh, one day, uh, course that was given to me by the school and it was an opportunity to go and uh, explore what becoming a graphic designer uh, could be right so yeah. essentially this this uh, school uh, was giving away this free course to people to join uh, their program right but um, it was a free day and you go and they teach you how to use photoshop and um yeah basically I, I think the assign i can't remember the assignment the assignment again i'm, yeah. I'm terrible with my, with my memory and this is like a long a long time ago but i remember that was photoshop i remember going into this this uh one day course and um the walls were covered with art that other students had uh made oh, right. they had like yeah, skateboards yeah. like this is what you could with do with really cool graphics and they, they were had selling the, you the dream they were selling you the dream and they had like the cool mac uh macintosh computers like the transparent ones the, col- the, ones the color yeah. the colorful ones that you can see like the translucent you yeah, can yeah. see inside and i was like man this is a cool place like and then Steve, everybody else. Steve Jobs was there in the back, just watching everyone. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, they might the, have had a photo of Steve Jobs in the wall. No, what's, on the, the, wall. what's the what's the former executive designer for Apple? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan John Ive. Jonathan yeah. Ive. Yeah, he yeah. was probably there watching everyone in the, silence. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> actually, I don't. I don't even remember much. Can of you the imagine detail. that guy sitting in a classroom in Venezuela? It'd be crazy if. <laughs> uh, it'd be crazy if. Well, maybe that that could have happened if I was in in California. 
Imagine that. At the art center. Yeah, and then like that's your first exposure to design. I remember when like, that's me, crazy. Yeah, living living the border with California and then studying the design. That was the the dream. Yeah. To one day go to the be. art center in California. And but I was first of all, I don't think back then I was that good to get into that school. Yeah. Second of all, it was stupidly expensive. Yeah. And I think out of those two, I just said like I'd rather get experience in the real world than having to go there i mean in reality maybe every designer wants to go to the art center school in california well um, if you if you know about it see in my case you know i it. didn't know I, actually like i said I, I had no idea where this was going to take me to yeah and so actually that's uh you know that that one day course was like sort of an introduction to it but mm -hmm. even at that point i was like it's cool i love it i i, I can see myself doing all of this stuff but i'm not sure um, where to start, right? So uh, that that school, right, was like a very small school. Yeah. And it wasn't a proper institution. Uh, it wasn't a university. And, you know, I, I my family, I guess, like I grew up in a very kind of common household. A traditional. Right? A very traditional family. They, you have to go to school. You have to go to school. You have to go to university. And so... Yeah. Um, I we didn't know there were schools in Venezuela, man. Mm, you'd be surprised, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised. Actually, no. Um, credit credit back home. Like, there's some amazing schools to be. I honest. know, I know, I know. Your wife doesn't like when I joke about Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> She's too proud. She, so yeah. when, when she hears, she, if she was here, she would have like just cut, cut. Cut, cut, yeah. She's like, that's not going out. No, that's it. It's not going live. Please cut it. <laughs> Edit it. But man, like, um, you know, I I was very much in this uh mental challenge in in this debate yeah. right there was like okay i'm really passionate about drawing and like i can see that there's like this thing called graphic design so what do you do but then um i need to make a decision why do i study why do i study and so i came across um this degree that was basically journalism but you could specialize specialize in advertising right and uh in my mind Actually, I thought very naively that that meant I was going to be able to work in advertisement in in a sort of like creative, the creative. in the creative aspect of it. Yeah. What I didn't realize is this degree wasn't about that. It was more about the communication side of things. It's journalism. Yeah, okay. Right? So actually, even till this day, I'm not sure what advertisement meant in that context. Mm -hmm. But anyway... Um, I I sign up. Tell about selling, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. And <laughs> and it was like honestly, I felt like I was doing it just to uh meet the brief in the sense that I was just kind of doing it to please did, did my you, parents and so like So did you did you like it at all? No, I didn't. And this is the part of the story that it's like really interesting, right? Like so I I sign up, uh I enroll myself, I should say. Uh, I started the course, and then <laughs> I it, I did a whole semester actually. Yeah. But at some point in that semester, um, two things happened that were like, you know, kind of eye opening, right? That so, defined. Yeah, that defined that. Or basically told me mm -hmm. right right there and there that I was in the wrong place. One was I remember this day the teacher basically tells everyone or ask everyone to, you know, introduce themselves and tell everyone in the class why they're doing this. 
right. man, and everyone, right? Like every person in that class said something that made a lot of sense, right? Like some they, some were there because uh, their parents had their own magazine, so you know they wanted to be writers for right. the magazine. Yeah. Other other people were very excited about radio, right? So they wanted to do radio. Um, anyway, there was just all these stories, and then it came to my t- it came my time, and then I said something that was like absolutely it made no sense. I must have said something like, "I'm here because uh, I'm very creative." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in Venezuela is like, "What's a website?" What's a, <laughs> that would have been even worse, man. No, man, man anyone <laughs> in Venezuela listening to this is gonna think that I hate it. Yeah, no, they're gonna hate you. They're probably hating you right now. <laughs> they probably are. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, but um, I need to make more jokes about Mexico. I just. Yeah, you gotta get creative. Man. I gotta Otherwise, get creative I'm gonna keep you. stomping on you. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> with these Venezuelan jokes, but um. Dude, uh, I must have said something that made no sense because I remember people looking at me like, what? Yeah, what is this guy what? talking about? Why is he here? Anyway, that was one thing. And then a few days later, or I guess like at some point later, um, I was so bored. I was at this, I was in class. I was too bored, man. I'm like, ah, I don't like this. And I found myself drawing. Oh, just like zoned out. Yeah, completely yeah. zoned out, not listening to the class. And I'm just drawing. And then my friend... Uh, he's like just, uh, this guy that I actually met and became my friend afterwards. He he was like, "Dude, you not you don't belong here. What are you doing here? You gotta go with the graphic designers." And at this university that I was, that I enrolled at, they actually had a graphic design degree. Um, and I was like, "Hmm, maybe I am in the wrong place." Yeah. Anyway, um, this is so 2010. This is 2010. Yeah, not well. Wait for it. So this oh, is okay. this is 2010, right? So I finished my semester, and uh, in that process of finishing the semester, um, I find out that I'm moving to Australia. Right. Yeah, and so you it were, was like you perfect were what, timing. 18, 17, 18? I was seventeen at the time. I would be seventeen, eighteen. So I, the opportunity to move here to Australia came up. Came up at that point. Yeah, and so it's like you know, uh, in the timeline, like I'm mm-hmm. studying. Uh, I'm, you know, going through this process of discovering that I'm not very good at uh, journalism. It's not my thing. It's not your thing, right? yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, boom, we can move to Australia. And I was like, okay. So I dropped out, right? Uh, I finished that semester. Mm-hmm. So I can say I did one semester. <laughs> I, I didn't learn much, but... You're qualified for six months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a qualified journalist <laughs> for six months. Uh, for a six month course, uh, but yeah, like it was basically at that point in my life where I I came to Australia and I kind of started from scratch, right? So I had this opportunity to yeah. reassess. You know, I've already done something. Late. Yeah, um, what's next? And so at that point, actually, I started to explore a little bit more about this graphic design thing, and and I went through. Uh, you know, I went to a lot of uh, universities and, you know, was like kind of doing my research. Like I wanted to study that. And you're good at doing research, man. I guess you, I am. Yeah, I guess that. You're it, really it, good at research. Yeah, I like my research. <laughs> yeah. I, I do research for everything. Even when I'm watching a movie, before I watch it, 
I do my research. I want to make sure I don't want to lose my time watching something I don't like. All the websites. I do, man. I do. I'm very thorough with that. You probably know what the movie is about before you even watch it from all the research. Anna hates (laughs) me for it. My wife hates me for this because I do so much research before we even watch the movie. But that's just how I am. Yeah, that's how your brain works, man. Yeah, exactly. And dude, that's why I I like working with you so much. Ah, thanks, man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's that's why we join forces, actually. Yeah. And man, like the the crazy thing is like. I'm looking at all these universities, right? Like I'm in Mel- I've moved to Melbourne and Melbourne is like, man, the place to study design, I think, in my opinion. In Australia, in Australia? Is, is amazing. I think so too, yeah. Right? Like there are some really amazing universities. Yeah, yeah. Like the schools are awesome. I, I agree with you. You know, actually it was like fate. I came to the right place. You know what I mean? Meant and to be. Yeah. And so, um, you know, naively, I apply to study at – a couple of universities, so I was aiming for Swinburne and mm-hmm. RMIT, but I didn't have a folio. Right. My folio was basically a bunch of drawings, really. That's all I had. Very artistic. Yes, super artistic, and basically because I had no training before or any idea that, you know, to enter a university, you mm-hmm. need to have a folio that showcases work that you've done on, you know, all the creative yeah. um on the on the tools actually so mm-hmm. on software call it photoshop illustrator whatever whatever you yeah. know um and so they bluntly told me uh at the open days so or yeah, is it the day. open day or, yeah. or like there's more of an, an interview i remember like going and, and presenting well, my folio open to, days i mean i didn't study here but open days you go in and then you talk to the teachers or the tutors and, and then you ask questions and then you, you may or may not bring some, some yeah. of your work. I think it's more for the students to find out if what they're offering is what they're looking for. That's it. That's the open day. So maybe maybe at that point I was pa- I was past the open day and I was already applying okay. to get in right, into yeah. the school. Um, and so I, I went to see one of the teachers actually. It was like almost a, a, an interview, right? So you go and you talk about your process yep. and you show your folio and you show like your pieces and your process. And man, like I just keep showing. Well, I just keep showing drawings and drawings and drawings. And he's like, "Look, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I think you know you are not prepared." He, he bluntly said, "You're not prepared for uh, this degree." And now I understand, right? Like I, I, I you, you, they were right. They're absolutely right. Like I mean, my folio compared to someone who is a local student that went to year twelve and spent a whole year creating a folio, like a substantial folio. Um, of graphic. I had work. no, yeah. yeah, I had no chance. You know, yeah. I couldn't. Com- you know, can't compare the two. Mm. And so I'm, you know, I also must have had like maybe ten drawings at tops like they didn't have much and so he tell he tells me you gotta go to tafe that's your best chance he sent you to tafe yeah he sent me to tafe that's your best chance so i was like okay sure didn't know what tafe was actually either so had to do my research again do we know what it stands for i don't know what it stands for um (laughs) good question i want to say something but i also don't want to say it just in case i I get it wrong Tacos and <laughs> you're, you're Mexican, yeah, of course. Of course, you'd say that. Tacos and fry. And <laughs> something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even gonna take the chance. But uh, so you went to so you went to TAFE. I went to TAFE, man, and TAFE was an interesting world. Um, and I had 
you know, that was that was my path, I guess. Um, but I tell you what, I went to TAFE, right? I got in with my very basic uh, drawing portfolio. Mm-hmm. I was very honest and open about it. I said, look, uh, I don't have much of a folio, but hey, I, I want to try it out. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing about TAFE. Like they're very, they open the doors, you know, uh, yeah. whoever so and whatever you want to do, you can try it, mm-hmm. right? And I got in. Um, and yeah, I guess that was sort of the start of my sort of career, the start of my journey as a actual graphic designer. How long were you there for? So TAFE you do for two years, and mm-hmm. this was a diploma in graphic design. Okay. And so the great thing about TAFE, man, is that I learn all of the software very well. Right. So they were very, very particular about teaching you how so, to use uh, yep. Illustrator, how to use Photoshop, how to use InDesign. It's quite technical in terms of the tools. Very technical. Yeah. So technical, in fact, that we were actually learning theory about uh, like print and the process of printing. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, like yeah, just that's very graphic design. Yeah, like very, like, very detailed, right? Yeah. And the teachers will come in and check, like you know, I remember this assignment where. You have to create something in Illustrator, right? Mm-hmm. And so the teacher will come in and make sure that there are no loose strokes in the file. <laughs> like wow. it was that detail, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I bet you some people may not even know how to do that. And there's a way to turn off. I wouldn't uh, know. Yeah, you, you turn on that as a layer and you can see if you have loose strokes. Loose. Really? Like loose, yeah, like pixels that are like sort of wandering around the file. And that level. It's a way to clean it up. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and and so you know it it reduces uh, errors in the file when you go to print. Yeah, right. So yeah, it was really cool. Like I was learning all this stuff, man. And by the way, this episode is brought to you by TAFE University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like I feel like I'm doing a plug for an yeah. advertisement. Man, I'm just signing up right now. You can't see. You th- you think I'm going through the notes for this episode? But I'm actually signing up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, actually, it. Uh, I think for some reason, uh, TAFE had a bad rep. I think that's a less, at least that's how I felt. Yeah. But man, I learned a lot. Credit to that time; those two years were amazing. Because also, what that meant is that was the segue to go to university. I always wanted to go to uni, mm-hmm. right? Like I, after seeing, you know the schools and seeing like the degrees and the stuff yeah. you learn and the work that comes out of, of those degrees. I was like, I want to go there. Um, and so my plan was always to go to TAFE for a couple of years and then transition into university. And that's what happened. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. Um, and how do you, um, how did you get experience in the real world? Well, after, after, was it after uni? Was it after TAFE? Actually, uh, a little bit in between. So after, so at the end, towards the end of the TAFE uh, diploma, mm-hmm. you get sent to placements and internships. Internships, yeah. And then at uni, I did a similar thing. So I guess like throughout those four years, I was, you know, on and off going to internships and yeah, uh, doing placements here and there. Um, was there like a project in particular that? that you did or something that you really liked and you thought, man, this is it. Like, I mean, I was doing a bit of everything, really. No, I, I, I remember working at um, uh, this 
it wasn't a studio. It was more of a printing company. Uh, yeah, yeah, we all started somewhere. Yeah, worked at a printing company. Yeah. And um, uh, I struggled a little bit there, to be honest with you, uh, because the environment wasn't great. And I've done that as well. It's a lot of production. and Yeah, yeah. If you don't like the people, that makes it even harder. I guess, like, you do... I mean, this is all print design, right? Like, right now, we do digital. Yeah, right? I mean... But yeah. back then, digital wasn't... It wasn't like, a thing, no. It wasn't no. a thing. It, no. was, uh, there were, it, it was perceived as people coding or using Flash or Pretty using much, yeah. Dreamweaver. Exactly. Well, this is 2013 at this, this printing company, right? And so uh, at TAFE, the only thing that they didn't teach us was, I mean, they, they sort of taught us how to build a website, but they did it in Flash back then. Yeah, it was Flash. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and you know, uh, that didn't sort of translate very well into the industry. I never liked that because I had assignments at uni uh, doing websites in Flash and then another one in Dreamweaver. And I was very excited to do that assignment, that class to get into it. And the software just completely put me off. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. And we even did a website on, on I think we used to do it on InDesign, I'm going to say. Yeah, or, right. Or Illustrator. And then you put it onto Dreamweaver or Flash and that's where you make it work. I think... But I didn't... Uh, I can't remember the process, but it was very clunky... And I was like, nah, I don't like it. And that's why I like branding instead. Right. And once in branding, I came across proper right. digital um, digital projects and proper digital design rather. No, I discovered I discovered digital like later on. So like I finished the TAFE uh, course and then I go to this printing company and I hate it. And I remember this one story as well, like um, talking to try, trying to explain to my boss at the time that I needed to laminate something and I didn't know how mm. to say it in English and I literally translated it from Spanish to English and so I say plastification. Easy. <laughs> 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 yeah, I swear. I think yeah. that, uh, that's funny because I think the the previous episode I was like... You're talking about lamination. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you said that to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, there you go. Actually, I didn't know. That's, that's why I remember that word. Remember now. I remember by making that mistake. And um, I was very, yeah, I was very young, very naive. Like I was still like even, you know, grasping this new language that I was learning. Like I'm, yeah. I'm literally studying and in the process of, I'm also learning a new language. And the um, industry until this, until this day, I do that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We and, all do, man. Yeah. And so after that, I go to uni. Uh, uni is a little bit different. You know, the process is more uh, conceptual, right? So, you know, you start sort of like expanding a little bit your horizons. Uh, and one of the classes that I took there was... Uh, digital focused class and that was super mm -hmm. interesting one of the like the assignments were pretty much uh, up to you so you could choose whatever you want to do as long as it's uh, it demonstrates uh, your digital skills and right. you know call it a That's website a yeah it was amazing it it's was, open to you. it was incredible and yeah. so what I did was I I was becoming more interested in um, UI at the time and just you know, everything digital, not so much printing. So mm. I decided to do a interface. Oh, sorry, no, it was um, a set of icons, I remember. A set um, of icons. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I designed a set of icons and a bit of an interface as well. Like So I was like presenting the icons in the interface and how that would look like. Right. Super basic. I still have it actually. And that project landed me an internship at an agency, a digital agency. 
Right, the icons project. Yeah, the icon, the so, icons project. So you came, you came to this agency, and then you show them that. Pretty much, I said, look, this is. I, sh- I showed like, them. You were what we were looking for, Ale. Please. Not real, not exactly. <laughs> actually, they gave me a test after, and I also passed the test. A terrible test, but right. you know, I passed it. And um, what was the test to plastificate something? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was like this is digital. This 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 right. test. I had to create a banner, like a web banner. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I it's to- funny. It's funny when they ask you. I mean, I understand why they do it. But it's funny when they ask you. I sorry. I, I'm gonna rephrase that. I understand why they do it when you start your career, like when you're very junior. Yeah. But then you like, I've been in the industry for ten years. I'm not gonna do an assignment to get a job. I haven't done one of those in a while, though. I tried one probably back in 2018 when when I started freelancing. Yeah. Right. And oh, not before that. Sorry, maybe 2014. When I was gonna start freelancing, yeah. and I did it because obviously I want I needed the work. Yeah, right. But and then I might have done another one maybe three years later, and reminded me of the last time I did one. I was like, "This is such a waste of time." I have a folio, yeah. I have my CV, I have the experience. If this is not enough for them to hire me, yeah, I respect that. I completely understand. Yeah, I respect that. Um, but don't waste my time and don't waste people's time. You know, not just Mike, because I'm not precious. I'm just saying, don't waste people's time. In general. In yeah. general, because yeah. it doesn't make sense. How did you start freelancing, right? Well, uh, oh, that, that's, a bit, that's a bit later, to be honest. Uh, but basically what happened was I was working at this agency for some time. Yeah. And then I go, uh, um, you know, after two years, I was like, I need a break from this. Like, it was pretty full on. It was my first job uh in the industry if you want to call it that way but mm-hmm. you know it was like full on uh, i was a small agency right so i was basically doing a lot you know uh i wasn't just doing design i was also uh it was it was it was basically like you know one of those jobs where you wear all the hats essentially which is good actually because i learned heaps and so what that taught me was that uh if you are willing to put the time Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do whatever you want. You you can effectively and and take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, there are caveats, but like yeah. if you put in the work, you can do um, not just design, but you can also do business and you can do the sell the selling part. And yes. then you know there was like I was exposed to so many things there, and uh, that's when I decided. You know what? If I if I can do all of this stuff for somebody else, I might as well do it for myself. You know, that's when yeah. I decided that I I could be a freelancer. So you you actively said decided that you wanted to become a freelancer. Pretty so much. You were not pushed towards that. Not at all. You no. said that's it. I'm gonna go and give this a go. I just gave it a go. Yeah. And okay. so I, mine was completely different to yours, man. Yeah. My, yeah. My situation was like it just happened organically, but I was yeah. never pursuing that. No, I, I, I kind of... Like, I always knew I wanted to do something for myself, yeah. like work for myself, but um, I was like, I'm not ready yet, I'm not ready yet. And to me, it was full-time job or completely business owner. Like, there wasn't anything in between. Uh, no, nothing in between. But to me, there was really? nothing in between, yeah. No, for me, it was like, look, I got this job now, which I am doing, and I'm putting so much energy, and I, I just want to put that energy towards something that's going to make me you know, an independent designer and it's going to also allow me to do, you know, work that I really enjoy and, you know, work that I want to do. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I kind of went, you know, took 
a leap of faith and I started doing it. And I, in between the job and becoming a freelancer, I went away. So I went back home, mm -hmm. you know, trying to recharge my batteries. And arepas. See my family and eat some arepas and empanadas. Empanada. And What's your favorite feeling? Empanada. Oh, feeling? Yeah. For the empanada? Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm a cheese guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. simple. You know when you introduce... But I also like uh, the shredded shredded beef. Shredded beef. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know that Latin festival on Smith Street? Yes. Oh, you do. Um of Obviously, course, of course. Yeah, you pretty much there organize it. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I think you're banned from there <laughs> since last time. <laughs> That's my fr first freelancing gig. Now I'm joking. Um, I remember you introduced me to tequeños. Oh, man, yeah. that's so good. Yes. Can, can you describe what a tequeño is? Tequeño is like this. Um, oh man, you're putting you're putting me under pressure now. They're um, fried, right? Yeah, they're deep fried. No, they're, they're deep fried or baked. You can bake them as well. So imagine uh, like. Um, What's the the Chinese like a one thing? That's why I don't want to compare it to anything else. I was gonna say it's like a cheese stick. A lot of people say that's a okay. cheese stick. Well, no, it's it's a cheese. It is a cheese stick, but it, they use pastry. Is that what they use? Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah. So imagine like a imagine like a really thin. Imagine it's got the shape of a sausage, like a thin one. Yes. And probably that length, about that length, maybe. No, it's a bit shorter. A bit shorter? Yeah. Man, you're, this is a hard task. <laughs> I, I have a hard time explaining Venezuelan food. That's like a, yeah, that's a skill in itself. Yeah. In uh, like trying to explain it in English, man, like it's a it's difficult a, task. It's even harder, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, it's like when you're trying to explain your reasoning behind a design decision to the oldest guy in the room, the executive in the room. That's it. And you're yeah. like... Yeah, but this is this is what makes sense, and they're like, "No, nah, but my niece didn't like it, so you're gonna have to change that." And then you're like, "Wow, that doesn't help, man. Yeah. Give me more." But, but look, the, the Kenyans are really good, man. The Kenyans are amazing. Venezuelan food is amazing, and like, um, so you went back. I went back. I ate a lot of Kenyans. Uh, I owe you the explanation, by the way. But let's say for the argument, say it's like a cheese stick, yeah. okay? But better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> way better. And so you know, we are, uh, you know, I'm at the time like kind of recharging, and I realized, you know what? I'm going to go back to Melbourne and I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to give it a go. I know I have nothing to lose uh, except that. I mean, honestly, I didn't have like much savings left from the previous job. And so it was like maybe two weeks in when I came back from the trip. I'm in Melbourne. What year was this roughly? Do you remember? Uh, this was 2014. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, the first day I came back from the trip, uh, I, I called a friend. And so I'm like, hey, dude, uh, I'm, I'm going to freelance, you know, uh, I'm going to give this a shot. Why not? And he he had worked with me at that same agency and he had now like uh, quit his job and like, oh, you, know, right, yeah. you know, gone and do his, his own thing. And because he was like becoming independent at the time as well, he had a desk, a hot desk, uh, a co-working mm -hmm. space here in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And he was kind enough to just like let me, you know, lend it to me. All oh, right. Yeah, he lent it to me. So you and had a space to yeah, work as well. Yeah, exactly. And at the time he was away. He was working for a client in Sydney. And so the hot desk wasn't being used at all. And he gave it to me. And that actually uh, gave me that sort of, it changed my mentality. Because now I was like getting out of the house, going into the the office and I had my own space and, you know, that, I was... That feeling of being more independent. More independent and, like, I think 
that also gave me the motivation to start working on my folio, to start like, you know, really, uh, I guess, yeah, like kind of preparing myself to become to a freelancer, that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so I updated my LinkedIn, which by the way, I always say this, you have to have, at you least in Australia. Yeah, in yeah. Australia, if you're a designer, honestly, LinkedIn is a powerful tool. I can't tell, I can't talk for other countries and I can't talk for other industries, mm -hmm. but I do know for a fact that, man, that thing is powerful. In fact, that's how I landed my first gig. So, some, yeah, somebody contacted me by LinkedIn and offered because of me. Because you worked on your folio as well. Yeah, I had my folio up to date yeah. and I had my profile up to date with all my experience. And then uh, I had my folio linked to the link to the um, profile as well yeah. so they can see my work. So everything, you know, the whole package. That's my business card right there. Um, and so that's how I landed the first gig, man. And that's, that's awesome, officially man. the first time I start freelancing. And from them, from from them on, I, I just never stopped. Yeah, it's just hard sometimes because you don't know what's coming ahead of you, right? I mean, it is it is a bit of a uncertain uh, world, the the world of freelancing. Yeah. But I love that. I love change. I mean, I've been changing. You know, from yeah. from the very early days, I've been changing, and I I, I embrace that. I think if you are going to become a freelancer or you want to become a freelancer, you have to be okay with that. And I think that also applies to if you're going to become a business owner. Absolutely. Like um, you and I, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. But that's a thing. Like you kind of, um, you're okay with that and then you just deal with it and you just keep pushing. I think that the, the best thing about uh, trying to be independent is that you, it's, a, it's like a blank slate again, right? Yep. And you have to figure out stuff on your own or you can get a mentor, but you mm -hmm. have to, you, you have to be okay with, the idea that no one's going to be there to tell you what to do. You have to figure that, figure that out yourself. Yeah, you got to be comfortable with that. And you have to be comfortable with it, exactly. And things will change. And then when they change, no one's going to tell you, oh, now this is how you do it. You then again have to figure yeah. it out. And so, um, I mean, I, I love that. I think we're going to talk about that on the next episode, right? We are going to okay. touch more on that on the next episode. Actually, um, That's that's probably a good segue to to the next episode. In fact, uh, we have a lot more to say and talk about on, especially around uncertainty. Yeah. Well, um, let's leave it there then. Let's let's leave it there. That thank sounds you very like much a good for uh, thank you very much for your time, Ali. And we'll see you in the next ne episode. Actually, next thank episode, you, man. We're going to be talking about how a popcorn conversation turned into a friendship and a partnership now and a partnership. That's it. And uh, about it sounds, it sounds funny, but we'll get there. See you guys next time. See you guys.